Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. It's a work that God commanded Nehemiah to do. And he recognized that and said, well, I'm doing a great work. And that means that God is going to enable me to do it. And it's great because not only does God tell you to do it and call you to do it, but God gives you the ability to do it. And and see, Nehemiah had never built anything before in his life. His job before this was to serve wine to the king. He was a cupbearer. That wasn't the job, pouring the wine into the cup. That was just one of the things he did. He was a political advisor to the king. He was a smart guy, yes. But he never got his hands dirty. He never really did anything of significance. And now he's going to build a wall. How would he ever arrange to build a wall and get it all into place? Well, because he was doing great work in the will of God, God gave them the capacity he never had naturally before. And I'm sure, I know for certain, Pastor Jared does not have the capacity to do what he did. We know that. God gave it to you. God has gifted you both with it. He took you and gifted you. And what you've done and what you do and everything about it has come to you as a gift of God. And we thank God for that. That's why it's a great work. He's doing what God called him to do with the ability that God gave him to do it. And we should all remember that. That when God calls us to do a good work, he doesn't ask us to go out and do it on our own. He doesn't say, well, go and see what you can do. He doesn't go and say, do your best. He doesn't want you to do your best. Your best is no good at all. What God wants you to do is to do what he gives you the ability to do with the ability he gives you to do it. That's the secret, isn't it? It's that dependence upon God. And I know, I know, if ever you see anything done of any significance like this in the kingdom of God, you don't have to look far. I can tell you, I can assure you, it has been done with a total dependence upon God. I don't know how many times Pastor Jared and Sue would have been thinking, where is this coming from? Where are we going? What are we doing next? How can we possibly do this? How can this possibly be done? But they went to God. And and God enabled them and God provided and God opened doors because it's all being done by the enabling and the provisions of God. And that makes it a great work because God is at work in the work we do. And when God's at work, we're doing a great work. And you have done a great work. We can see the fingerprints of God all over this. We can see things here that it doesn't add up. I'm sorry. I know you both. I love you both. Respect you both. You're really fantastic people. But I want to tell you that what you've done, I know you too. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. No way in the world. God's done it with you, through you. The fingerprints of God are on it. It's a great work. Oh, it's a great work. See, a great work is done when we love God and that's the key here you love him and so when he said do it you said I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it for you and that's why it's a great work because it's done it's the will of God done with the love for God that's it and everything you've done I know you've done it because you love God 
You see, the first question that we have to answer is the second question that Peter was asked by God. Yeah, Peter was asked two prime questions. One, who do you say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. Good, tick the box. Fantastic, let's move forward now. Now go to the end of the life of Jesus. He asked him question number two. Do you love me? That's the big question. See, a lot of people know Jesus is the Son of God. They believe he's the Son of God. But do they love him? Do they love him? Just, just believing doesn't mean you love. Yeah. A lot of people who believe, but it's all about themselves. It's not about him. Yeah. Peter answered the second question, Lord, you know that I love you. And so then Jesus gave him his commission, go feed my sheep. And I know, Jared, that it's not just a matter of you believe Jesus Christ to be the Son of God, but you love him. You have not seen him, but you love him. To you, he is precious. And that's what's given you both this, this drive forward to do a great work for the will of God because you love him. I can tell you now, he hasn't done all of this because he, he loves you. <laughs> Though he does. I'm sure of it. But if it was just for the love of people, he would have quit a long time ago. Because people just, yeah. Yeah. You get hurt, you get disappointed, you get frustrated. You, ah, yeah, yeah, come on, people. If it's just loving people, forget it, right? Forget it. That's why Jesus didn't ask people, Peter, do you love the sheep? He said, no, I love you. He said, no, feed my sheep. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't love the people, but I'm saying that must not be your number one prime motivation. It's secondary. We love you because we love God. That's what John tells us. If we love him, we love you. But we're going to love him. And what we do is out of love for him. And then when we love him, we love you. And that's the ministry. We love him. Therefore, he puts love in our heart for you that is incomprehensible. Because tell, let me tell you, people, sometimes you drive you up the wall. And you're in the incomprehensible love that you have for people that makes you look insane to everybody. How can you possibly do this? I don't know. I just know I love God. And this happens. It's a great work. It's a love work. The second reason this is a good work is because it was a work of love and compassion for a city of people. And it says, when Nehemiah heard all about what was happening in Jerusalem, it says in the first chapter, in, in verse 4, that when he heard about the condition of the city, that I sat down and I wept. I wept. You know what it's like, Jared. You've wept over this city. And you, Sue, you've shed tears over this city. You've shed tears over the needs of the city many times over this city, over Hamburg, over Montreal. You've shed tears. It's because of your compassion. It comes from there. And, you know, it says that Jeremiah fasted and prayed and he remembered the scriptures and because of that compassion, driven by that compassion, sensing the compassion in God's heart, having some of that rub off on us and be reflected in our life. That's why we do the great things because we sense and know this great passion and love of God for his people and for the world and for the city. 
in which we live. Because you see, when you know that, it's a great work because you're going to minister to real needs of real people. And wherever Pastor Jared and Sue have gone, they've focused on the real needs for real people. And that's what makes it a great work. Because he didn't do it for himself. He didn't do it for fame and fortune. He certainly didn't do it for the money. See, he's done it because he cares for people that he understands the heart of God. And a great work is focused on ministering to the needs of people. I don't know how many times I saw in, in this production that you made tonight, how many times we saw a young Pastor Jared and a not-so-young Pastor Jared and a definitely long time ago young Pastor Jared. But he talked about the same things. The same driven same driven compassion, same driven love, same wanting to do the will of God in obedience to God to bring people to Christ because he has a compassion for people. And that's why he came to Perth because the city was laid on his heart. And he wants to do something. That's why your church has so many outreaches and, uh, and avenues into reaching people because it's about that fulfillment of God's love for people. See, a great work is not just a love for God, but a great work is a love to reach people and minister to their needs. It makes it a great work. If it was a selfish work, a work that was just doing something for uh, themselves, then it wouldn't be this great. I know lots of people who've come into ministry and thought it was all about themselves. Unfortunately, thank God, they're not there anymore. We don't need ministers like that. It's not about them. You see, the sheep are not there to feed the shepherd. The shepherd is there to feed the sheep. It's not about shepherd-focused church life. It's sheep-focused. And I know your pastor loved you and wants to serve this community, this city, and minister to you. And that's what makes it a great work because it has that greatness about it. And that's what you as a church have been brought into that vision. Your church is a great work because you have that vision to reach other. Because you will reach out. You will stretch out around the world. Because the heart of your pastor now has been multiplied in the church and imprinted and impacted upon you so that you will do this. It is a great work and it's getting greater by the day. Amen. There's a third reason why Jeremiah, uh, Nehemiah knew it was a great work. Because he knew it was a fulfillment of a prophetic word spoken before his time. That God had many, many years before told of the return to Jerusalem and its reestablishment. Nehemiah wasn't even born when that word came. Uh, but he had an awareness that he was involved in something that was part of the plan, plan of God before he was born is part of the plan of God now he lives and will be part of the plan of God into the future. Because there is something that he understands about a great work is that it, it crosses generations. It is historic. It moves through time. We think of doing something now as if in our lifetime, that's when the significance is going to occur. That is only a piece of the great work that God is doing. We're privileged to do this piece with him, but the great work goes on. It was before us and it will be after us. So the great work goes on and he knows, he knows I'm part of something bigger than me. I'm part of what God is doing in the earth. 
It's a great work because this is God's plan, God's vision, God's purpose, not just for Jerusalem, but for a nation that is about to be rebirthed called Israel and for the world that is going to be impacted and a place which is the place of God, Zion. And he's looking forward to the David and the son of David that's coming. In that place, in that very place, is going to give up his life and sacrifice on a cross so the world can be brought into the kingdom and brought into God's house. And he knows, I've got a piece to play. And he's happy to give his life to it. Because God's got such a big plan. And I know, Pastor Jared, you've had many a time when your, your awareness that you are part of something big. A small part of something big, but what a privilege to be part of that. You see, we, we look at this church now and we saw where it started. And we saw the way it's grown and we say, wow, isn't that fantastic? And you look around and you see this and you say, wow, isn't this fantastic? And I've got to say to you, God's looking at this and he's saying, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's, he, if he could show you what you've done that you can't see, you would be amazed. If he could show you what he's doing that you know nothing about, you would be astonished. And if he could show you what's coming next, but he won't, because that's his secret. I sometimes think God don't tell you what's happening next because you might get lazy. Never mind. There's a whole lot to talk about there. Oh, God's got it. It's hallelujah. It's all going to happen. I saw it. It's a vision. It's going to come to pass. Stop it. Get on with it. Stop the daydreaming. Get on with the job. Isn't that right? Come on. Thank you. See, it's, it's, a, it's a good work because it's part of this overall plan of God which is immense and massive and, and historic and generational. And when you do something that's a great work like that, you're not just doing it for now, you're doing it for the future. I love that part that we just saw where Pastor Jerry's talking about the children and your grandkids. And that was so prophetic then. And it's still, it's still effective and important and still as relevant and necessary to remember that now. That what you're doing now is not just for us in this moment of time, but it's for your grandkids. But it's for the kids you'll never see. It's for the generations you will never know. It's for generations on into the future. See, when you start a church, and this is something we all have to remember, you're not just starting a youth club. You're not just starting an old people's club. You're not just starting some sort of social thing. You start something that has in its own nature is eternal. It is the church. The church. The church existed before you started this church. The church is now expanded while you do this church. But do you know the church continues into eternity? And what you've done here Pastor Jared, by, by bringing birth to the church in this place is you brought to birth something that can never be stopped, that will roll for generation after generation after generation. Pastor Jared and Sue, there will come a time when they won't even know your name. Forgotten, forgotten in the past of history. 
but it keeps going, Jared. It keeps going and it keeps going for however long it is before Jesus returns. It keeps going. It keeps going. You started, you threw the pebble that started the avalanche. You started it. You were chosen by God and in your obedience, both of you, you started something. And now let me tell you, it has a momentum that you can't stop because God has got it moving and it's going to run after generation after generation. Not just your grandkids, not just their grandkids, not just their grandkids, 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 grandkids. But this is the church now. She's up and running. And, And it's something that will stretch into eternity. And you'll never ever know how extensive it's going to be. But it's a good work. Because it's going to go on forever. Amen. It's going to go on forever. Generational. It's a good work when it's going to touch future generations. Amen. It's a good work when it's done because you love to do something for future generations. And I see that in the vision you had in starting this church. That vision that it would have generational influence. It's a good work. You've done such a fantastic work. And look, all of this is only possible when you have people who are going to be fully committed to God. Sold out, highly committed, willing to serve, willing to sacrifice willing to obey willing to stay focused on what God has called them to do willing not to be distracted willing to maintain the right values and live righteously and uprightly before God all of this has only been achieved when people will do this now let me say something to you church we can applaud this couple and we do and we will and we can say what a great work you've done Pastor Gerald with God but I want to ask you this question what stops you from doing a great work nothing except obedience to God love for God give yourself to him you can do a great work he said, but I'm not calling to ministry. Ah, oh, the wonderful thing about it is, you see, when Jeremiah went to do his great work, he did something really significant. He said, I can't build this wall on my own. But if you all help me, we can build this wall together. And see, and the best way you can be involved in doing a great work is to stand alongside this couple and say, we want to build with you. We want to build with you. We want to build with you. Get alongside the vision of this church. Get engaged with this church. Because I want to tell you, see, that the greatest work that you will do is work for God. And and if you're not sure what what that means, then get alongside this couple and do a work for God. Get involved in this. So that in generations time, you can say, I was involved in that. I, I helped that to happen. I helped start that. I was there when that was. I prayed for that. I was there for that. I was not just now, but in generations to come. People won't remember your name, but God will always look at you and say, well done. Well done. You did a great work. You did a great work. 
I hope that your pastor inspires you to do a great work with him. You couldn't work with anyone better. You couldn't come alongside and build with anyone better. You have this opportunity, church, to do a great work. Now you can come and sit in church if you like. You can enjoy the songs and chip in with your offering every now and again if you want. And you can go home and say, well, I enjoyed the singing, I enjoyed the service, I enjoyed the preaching, and I loved having supper. And you know that's pretty shallow. And you're not going to do a great work that way. But if you will say, we're alongside you. We want to uphold your hands in prayer. We want to support you. Call on me. What can I do to work alongside of you and do a great work? And that's what God wants. Not just a couple doing a great work, but the whole church engaged in the great work. Amen. Give me a minute. Jeremiah did something else really smart. He said to everybody, it's going to build a wall. Oh, we'll build, we'll build fantastic. You know what he said to them? Go home, build the wall at the front of your house. So he divided the wall into sections. You guys, you build with your houses. You guys, you build with your houses. You guys, you build with your house. And he went around the city and he told everybody, build where you live, build where you work. Do you understand the message? You don't build the work in church. The great work is going to be done when you go home to do it. The great work is going to be done when you go to work to do it. That's the great work. When you start taking what you have here and you build it into your life and into your family and you start to reach out to those around about you and you start to draw them into the house of God and wherever you are, the great work can be built. Amen. Because this is a great work that is made to cover the city. It's a great work, a global heart that reaches the world. But what's the point of that if when we leave church we forget all about the global heart and we don't start doing the great work wherever we are? I want to encourage you to reach out to others. Reach out to them with the love of God. Reach out to them in prayer. Pray for them. Reach out to them. And when you have opportunity, speak to them about God. When you have opportunity, invite them to the house of God. But get alongside this couple. Build something for them. Get engaged with them. And build where you live. And build where you work. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.